The first thing I want to look at you as CEOs is say is how well are you and your team right now setting the patient up for success so that they are prepared for this measure, this measurement, this day, this moment in their journey. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we're honored to be with you here today. It is awesome to be a part of the Remarkable CEO Podcast with all of you. Thank you for being a part of this uh, podcast. If you're new to our our podcast, welcome to the Remarkable CEO. We are a community of chiropractors committed to excellence, really committed to creating remarkable businesses and having remarkable lives. And we know that doesn't happen by accident, but it happens on purpose. And so for all of you who listen to this on a regular basis, you are one of our regular listeners. Hey, good to have you back. We're in the middle of a series, as you know, if you've been listening, if you're new to this, you're finding a smack in the middle of a series focusing on what we call the big seven, the big seven reasons why people drop out of care. We call them the usual suspects, the seven reasons why people, your patients are dropping out of care. We are focusing right now on retention and uh, we're in the middle of that. So this is actually number five of seven in a series. And uh, we're going to roll up our sleeves today. We're going to get get into uh, progress reports and progress exams. We're going to differentiate that from re-exams. And we're going to go deep on some of the, the behavioral economics that truly drive retention and specifically how this is a key piece to the puzzle. And hey, you know, if you're liking this series and you're obviously going to love our upcoming immersion. We've got an immersion uh, happening both here in North America and also there will be in Australia. And we know that that's coming up quickly here in October. I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like time just keeps going faster and faster. So make sure you get your tickets and get book your travel because we're actually getting together in Chicago in the US in October, the 22nd and 23rd. Hey, there's going to be a link below uh, this podcast in the show notes so you can register you and your team. Hey, join us in Chicago, if you're here in the United States, and if you're in Australia, go to the forward slash events, and uh, you can click there and find out more about the, the Australian immersion as we're working out all the details about how we're going to be doing our events in Australia and that event in Australia right now. So again, Dr. Steven, I'm thrilled about what we're doing right here and right now. This series has just been awesome for me as I continue to dig into it with you. And then I get off the call, I go into another call and I'm working with docs and we're getting right into it as well. So retention is just such an important subject. It's, it really is a hallmark of a remarkable practice. It's really the hallmark of what we call durability, right? Scalability and durability. And if, if you have remarkable retention, you're on the path there. So if not, it's not. So this is such a, an important subject for us as CEOs to truly not only embrace, but to understand and then to be able to leverage. Yeah, if you're a CEO, you know that losing patience is off purpose and bad for business. So we're having a business conversation here, gang. We've already agreed that retention is the key to getting the best possible clinical outcomes for our people, right? And that's what we're all in this for, right? So we are in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. So we want people to follow our recommendations for care. We want them to be compliant 
and actually get better health outcomes because they've changed their behaviors and they, we've changed their behaviors because we've changed their belief system, right? So our belief systems organize our behaviors, our behaviors drive our outcomes. So this is such a critical conversation that we're going to have here today. So we also know that this is where all the best outcomes for the practice, for the business are. Retention is the best business model in the world, right? Create ideal patients and collect ideal patients. Are you kidding me? That is exactly how you want to do it. And there's so much more fulfillment. And frankly, it's easy and awesome in practice when you create a bunch of what we call understanders who understand chiropractic care. So they want chiropractic care. Dr. Pete, this is like some of the most important work that we do right here, right? So, you know, the name of this series is the big seven, right? The big seven is the seven reasons your patients are dropping out of care, doc. So listen to that. The seven reasons your patients are dropping out of care. And this is such an important study because as the CEO, you want to do an analysis of the landscape of your practice and say, where are these gaps that these people are falling through? And let's reconcile them. This becomes very actionable, right? So, you know, I get so energized by this conversation, Dr. Pete, because there are mechanisms that we can put in place to just bridge those gaps, right? To make sure we fill those gaps so that we can actually be good stewards of the people that God trusts us with, right? So it's all about filling in the gaps. Today, we're going to fill in a big gap, <laughs> a big gap. I think I spoke to 150 chiropractors this week, right? So this is a mastermind week for us. So I'm just like, I'm up to here with you guys, <laughs> but I love you. I love you. But this is one of those the progress exam progress reports is one of those gaps in your practice. I can guarantee you, if you listen, if you hear my voice right now, you're probably nodding your head or smiling and being like, man, I think Franson's got like satellite cameras looking into my practice because if you're not busy and not busy enough, it probably means people are dropping out of care, right? And a good amount of people dropped out of care because really they forgot why they were under care in the first place, right? So, or if you're too busy, you probably stop doing progress exams and progress reports because you're quote unquote too busy. And unfortunately, so much of your busyness is created by the fact that you have a bunch of people dropping out of care. So you need replacements or you're trying to chase down those people that have dropped out of care who are non-compliant, right? So we don't want to spend our time that way, right? So this is very much a proactive move, Dr. Pete. This is all about leveraging what's known as the measurement effect or the Hawthorne effect in behavioral economics, right? So here's what we know to be true. Progress exams and progress reports, re-exams and re-reports are so critical because they scratch an itch, right? So in that itch is by a human being is that we need to know that what we're doing matters. We don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste our energy. We don't want to waste our focus. And we definitely don't want to waste our money, right? So progress exams and progress reports are a way to make sure that people know that what we're doing is important. It's worthwhile. It matters. And it matters specifically to them. The Hawthorne effect or the measurement effect shows that people, when they know they're being measured, do better. I know that sounds just really fundamental, very, really basic, but it's incredibly powerful. What we know is when people know that they're being measured, their performance actually improves from 15 to 35%. I want you to think about that for a second. If people know that there's an authority that's watching them and they're being measured, their engagement goes up by 15 to 35%. Their productivity goes up by 15 to 30. Their results go up 15 to 35%. What would that mean to your practice? Can you imagine if, you know, think about it. If your clinical outcomes and your, the improvements that patients experienced because they were more compliant to your care plan, imagine if your results went up by 15 to 35% clinically. 
You think that's going to create greater retention? What if your retention went up by 35%? What would that do to your practice? This isn't a $10,000 conversation. It's not even a $100,000 conversation. This is a million-dollar conversation because happy people stay under care. They refer others, and they're happy to pay for their care because you have shown them great value. Dr. Pete, the progress exam and progress report is a mechanism that protects the measurement effect. Yeah. I mean, you just hit on so many really important things and I just want to circle back and, you know, just, just double click on the the concept of, you know, if you say, well, I want to grow my business this year, I want to grow my business in the next year too. And I want to grow X number of dollars. I want to grow an X number of volume and I want to grow my practice. What Dr. Steven, you just basically said is that if you could get better at this one thing, even if you just focus on this one of the seven, you did this better and you could increase 15 to 35% in any area of your practice directly related to this. Think about how that would transform your business right now. If you had 15 to 35% more patients staying under care in your practice, what would that mean to your practice? Think about your current volume and add an additional 15 to 35% quarter over quarter, year over year. What would that look like? What would it look like for your collections if your collections increased 15 to 35%? on a quarterly annual basis and consistently predictably over time, what would that look like? You know, you start looking at these numbers, start thinking about, you know what, if it really comes down to this type of a, a mechanism, it really comes down to this. Well, then this is actually one of the most important conversation CEOs that we can have. And that's again, where we understand we're, we're having a CEO conversation. Dr. Steven, I love how you immediately brought that up that, you know, you're losing patience is bad for business. It's off purpose that, you know, we are not in that business. We're in the business of saving lives. And we know that the patients that are in our practice are healthier, safer than the people that are patients and families that are not in our practice. And so it's on purpose for us to do this. And so with that, you know, the Hawthorne effect, again, understanding the, like you said, the behavioral economics, how people actually behave. Now, when does this process begin? This process has to begin at the beginning of their care. So we talk about at the beginning of care, we went through this in some of the other modules, but or in some of the other episodes, which was, you know, when someone starts under care and you set the expectations, you make an agreement, you set expectations, you make agreements with people at the beginning of care, you're actually saying to them, that we are going to do this, right? So the first part of the Hawthorne effect, Dr. Steven, is that I know I'm going to be measured. I know what is going to be measured. I know what I need to do to influence that measurement. And, and I trust the person that's going to give me that feedback and it's going to be good feedback. And we're going to talk about what that looks like too, right? So the first step of this is you actually saying we are going to do this, setting a day and a time that where it's going to happen, determining what it is that we actually are going to be measuring and how we're going to do that and the meaning of that to the patient and then working towards that in a methodical way and then actually doing the thing that you said you were going to do, which is the progress exam and then the progress report at the time where you said you were going to do it when we began. So this is about, again, being trusted. Like you actually used the word a trusted authority. So that those two words are, are big to me. You know, trust, it says, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do. I, you can trust that. And then an authority says, I actually have an expertise. I have a, an, an understanding about what this means, and I can help you achieve the outcome that you want. So there's two things are really powerful to me that the first thing I want to look at you as CEOs is says, how well are you and your team right now setting the patient up for success so that they are prepared for 
this measure, this measurement, this day, this moment in their journey? And are they consistently prepared and ready for that? I found, and Dr. Steven, I'm just going to throw myself under the bus. Sometimes the patient was more prepared than we were. The patient was more aware of the date and the time and what was going to happen than my team up front or me and my, or one of the doctors. And when you get caught off, when the patient was like, Hey, wasn't my reevaluation and my progress exam supposed to be today or last time. And you're like, we missed it. Right. You know, talk about, you know, a tail between your legs and you walk up to the front desk and you with the patient, it says, you know, I'm not going to blame anybody. So I have to take responsibility for this because whether whoever dropped the ball, I'm taking that one, you know, that happens. And, you know, we immediately resolve that. So it's happened to all of us before, but man, when you set a culture up, Dr. Steven, that people are expecting this, it's also a huge game. So it starts from talking about where does this begin? The Hawthorne effect, where does the progress you know, exam progress report begin. It begins at the beginning when we set the expectations and we prepare the patient to move towards these specific checkpoints on their journey. Such an important part of the journey. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, so it's a great way to get people oriented to the fact that they are they are actually going to be on a journey. Like so, you know, when they start care, they're going to think of you as one of two things. Either you're a car wash or you're a sherpa taking me on a journey. And the car wash concept is, you know, it's a treatment, right? So you know, think about a, a car wash. You go to the car wash, you clear, you rinse your car off. It's clean. You drive it around all week. It gets dirty. And Saturday, you go back to the car wash and you rinse it off. And then you drive your car around all week and you go back on Saturday and you rinse it off. And it's not really progressive. It's just, you know, I get my car dirty and I rinse it off, right? So if you're not telling your patients, if you're not oriented to this chiropractic process as a journey, as a process, they think you're a car wash. They think, you knock it in, I knock it out. You knock it in, I knock it out. You knock it in, knock it out, right? So that's not really a progression. It's not a journey, right? So the milestones that the patient will experience along their journey are things like progress exams and progress report where they know that they're going to be getting measured and then they're, they're going to be getting feedback as to how they are improving, right? So this is critically important for them to be oriented on, I'm on a journey, on a journey towards what? Towards reaching my goals, right? So I'm here, I'm at point A and I have goals. That's where I'm starting my process, right? So the recommendations that we give our patients are based on two things, your goals and my findings. The findings are, this is where you are now. Your goals are, this is where you want to be. And we call them immediate goals, short-term goals, and long-term goals. So that's like point X, Y, and Z in space and time, right? So if you look at a GPS or a map, it's like, okay, I'm here starting point here at point A, and you're going to help me get to point X, Y, and Z, my immediate goals, my short-term goals, and my long-term goals. What you've done is you've just painted out a map to the future. 
and it's a better tomorrow. It's a better future. You're the Sherpa coming alongside them on this guy on this journey, and you're going to be guiding them along the journey. And the guideposts or the the checkpoints are these progress exams and progress reports where you're going to be give them giving them feedback. It's critically important because they've got to always see you in their future. They've always got to see chiropractic in their future. The progress exams and the progress reports are the opportunities for us to have that conversation, to constantly be painting a better tomorrow for the patients. You know, now that we've realized your immediate goals, we're now working on your short-term goals, and then we'll be working on your long-term goals, right? So a great coach, a great doctor, a great leader always keeps the better tomorrow in the mind's eye of their consumer so that they know that there's always a future with you. You know, Dr. Steven, it goes back to a concept I I love teaching chiropractors, which is we have to do two things. We have to stretch the problem and then we have to stretch the goal, right? So we, because most people, they come in, they come with a problem and they try to minimize it. That's typically what I think what most people do. I mean, they may be really concerned about the problem, but they, they want it to be, so they, they minimize it. And one of the first things we do is we take the problem and we actually, we stretch it out, right? So what we do is we help people understand that this just, didn't happen yesterday or in the last week. So the first thing we do is we stretch the problem. So people begin to understand that their whole life actually leading up to this moment actually was contributing to the place where they find themselves now, where this thing just started happening recently, which is typically the scenario, how most people approach a doctor's office, or this has happened multiple times throughout my life, but it just kind of comes and goes and they don't ever make a connection that there's this whole journey that brought them to this place. That's the first thing we stretch the problem. The second thing we have to do. So that takes, that's a skill that's an art and we teach that in our conversion process. But the second thing is we have to actually stretch the goal and stretch the solution. We actually create the journey. And again, this comes back to vision. So I'm going to speak to you, the visionaries of on this podcast today. So if you're the CEO of the business, the first objective on your scorecard is number one, casting vision. So first, this is going to come back to the vision that you have for your practice, the vision that you have for the the model of your practice, and what is the vision that you're casting to your patients? We talked about this in the previous episode. It was about the workshop. One of the most important things that we do in the workshop is we cast vision, right? So we cast vision. We tell people, like you talked about, Dr. Stephen, this brighter future, this better tomorrow. Like It's our responsibility to keep doing that because no one else is doing that for them. You know, no one else is going to tell them about their better tomorrow. You know what? The medical system is going to tell you how your body is going to break down and how you're going to end up, you know, to probably taking more medications and, and you're going to end up just going through this disease process and leading towards death. And nobody's talking about getting better with age. Nobody's saying, you know, talking about how do you, you know, get stronger, better, healthier, you know, nobody's talking about those things. So you're the only one that's going to be in their life to really give them that hope, Right. You're going to be the one that's going to be in their life. That's going to give them that, that vision, that path. They're going to literally, people are going to go like this or eyes are going to be open. They're going to be moving the scales from people's eyes. They've never thought this way. Are they even allowed to think this way? So it's our responsibility. Number one is to cast vision for people to let them know this is what's possible. They're not getting this message from anywhere else. Remember this. It's so important. This goes back to the daily table talk that we talked about. You've got to cast vision. You have to be a, a chronic vision caster and your vision has to be being casted through the experience of walking through your doors and through your office each and every week. And, and then you have these very, very important moments, these very specific times, which are sacred, where you get to check in with people officially, like an official check-in where we're actually going to, we're going to re-examine a few things 
and, and Dr. Steve, we're going to talk about the micro exam. And we're going to check in on a few things. We're going to ask you some really important questions. We're going to check in and see, you know, where you are at. And then that's going to give us an ability to reconnect with you, to create a deeper bond with you, right? And, and the progress exams, you know, progress reports, these things are as important to me as a, a report of findings. Like they're, they're that important. Like they're so critical because, you know, whether you're doing a, you know, we talk about the difference between an, a re-exam and re-report or a progress report. And the biggest difference is, Dr. Steven, I, want, I just want to hit on this because I think it's important, is that a progress exam, progress report, these happen during the visit, right? So it happens during their visit. We do them table side. They're what we call micro exams, a micro exam, micro report. So they're short. Again, they're focused. They're purpose-filled. And there's a whole way that we, we do that. And we'll show you that. It's different than a re-exam and a re-exam is a repeat of your initial exam. And we do those at typically towards the end of a, a series of treatment of plan. So we might call that the initial intensive care plan or maybe the corrective plan, right? So those are you a repeat of the initial exam. And I know we have all different techniques and doctors and styles and models out there. I get that. We are saying that that's the difference is that you're doing a micro exam, micro report at these specific checkpoints along the journey. So you're checking in. It's like, you know, it's like when you're driving. I, I like, I, we travel a lot across country, drive my family. The road signs that tell you when's the next exit, when's the next rest stop, you know, when's the next fuel station. You know, you can go now on the apps to find out when's the next place you want to go to eat. If where's there a, a restaurant of choice for us that we would be willing to stop at because they have decent food or whatever. You, you want to know where these things are. You can communicate to the team. Hey, this is how many miles ahead, roughly this much time, hold it in, you know, or hang on, we're about to get there. There's something about that all of a sudden creates order and peace in the house. So, you know, we have these moments we check in, but these micro check-ins, and I found in my career, in my practice that these actually were the most important things because, you know, you can do them in, in a quick and efficient, effective way. And that was the, that was big for them. That was a big deal for patients. And then when you do the big exam, there's power to that. And it's absolutely important, but that that's a different conversation for a different day. But I just found that these relationships that we build in the relationship building business, retention is a relationship. It comes back to connection and it gives us a deeper connection with people. And that's why again, cast a vision, you cast the vision, your team, they're casting the vision. People catch vision, right? Visions are caught. And when they catch it, they start to see, they begin to understand. So let's do some blocking and tackling here so people have context for what we're talking about when we, when we talk about the value of examinations and reports, right? So usually one visits an exam, the subsequent visits a report. So of course we have new patient exams where they start. So in that examination, you do a set of exams, they come back and you do a report of findings, right? So that's the new patient. And then you give a recommendation for care, says that you lay out a care plan. Let's say it's the first care plan, initial intensive care. It may sound something like this. It's the first four months of care, what have you. So at the four-month mark, you'll have another examination where you do a re-examination, right? So you have the examination and then you have a re-examination, which is a repeat of the initial examination. So you do a re-report and give them re-recommendations for care. So they make a re-commitment to the next care plan, right? So that's, there's a lot of reason there, but that's it, right? So that's the examination and re-examination. And those are what we call macro exams, right? And they're critically important. We have progress exams and progress reports, and these are the micro exams and micro reports. So the micro exams and micro reports are those quick touch-ins, right? So it's, it's a 
micro exam takes five minutes, right? So it takes a, and then the next visit, they get a micro report, right? So you get a progress exam, progress report. I like to do them at visit 12, visit 24, and then the re-examination at visit 36-ish, right? So you're talking about every 12 visits, you have a quick slip and check, you do a set of exams that you're really closely monitoring that is a way to communicate to the patient, this is what matters here, right? This is what's important here, and this is how you're progressing, right? So the purpose of all of these exams is to create clarity, focus, and accountability. In every partnership, and every relationship, that's where you're going to see great productivity, right? So when you, what you should always be seeking is greater clarity, focus, and accountability, right? So this is exactly what happens with a good examination and report process, right? So ultimately, you know, you want to create clarity around what's important here, right? And there's no better way to do that than what you talk about, because what you talk about is what you bring about, right? So whatever you focus on grows, you hear this, these conversations all the time. It's like, whatever you measure, that's what you're going to be talking about, right? You don't get what you want, you get what you measure, right? So you're teaching people, this is a way of saying, this is what's important here. You go to a cardiologist, what do they measure? They measure vitals, your blood pressure, respiratory rates, but they measure your cholesterol level. That's how they communicate to you. This is what's important here, right? So as a chiropractor, you want to be thinking about what am I communicating to my patients? Well, what are you measuring? Because what you measure is what you're going to talk about, okay? And what you talk about, what you focus on is telling them this is what's important here. So be CEOs, check yourselves on that. Okay, what are you measuring, right? And the macro exams and the micro exams, right? And then creating focus, which is a way of saying, this is what we were focusing on. This is what we are focusing on now. So they now that know there's a progression, okay? This is what we're working on. And then accountability, of course, accountability to you following the recommendations for care, right? So as you know, we teach the three-legged stool, when you're giving feedback, you're either it's going to give them an opportunity to recognize, give you the doctor an opportunity to recognize that you're either following our recommendations and working with us, or you're not following our recommendations and working against us. So this is an opportunity for either recognition and celebration or for discipline and guardrails to get the person and the case back on track. Hey gang, listen, this is one of the big seven. It's one of the big seven reasons your patients drop out of care because they lose sight of what's important here, right? They lose sight of the fact that, man, I don't have a trusted authority who is regularly checking in with me and measuring you and me there. You're not leveraging the measurement effect that gets 15 to 35% greater engagement and therefore greater results. You're not giving them feedback. So they lose sight of what's important here and why am I investing my time, energy, focus, and money? And as soon as you do that, you've upset what's known as the value economy. And as soon as their time, energy, focus, and money weighs more in their mind than the benefits of regular chiropractic care, that's when they're out the door. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.